This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo, my co-host, my partner in crime, John Crane, in the, I guess, almost quarantine edition for Mr. Crane. It's going down, folks, and not in the world's greatest, but we're still here bringing some baseball talk, some Angels talk, and hopefully, hopefully we'll brighten your day a little bit. John, how you doing? I'm good today. Ask me again tomorrow. You know, ask me tomorrow. Ask me next week. Um, I, uh, you caught me off guard with that little remark you made. We are going to the grocery store today, so this is, I think, the first real trip to the grocery store. Uh, so again, ask me. Ask me tomorrow how I'm doing. Um, but it, 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 I am in Southern California, where we are uh, quote quarantined, and I will begin working hopefully as early as next week from home. Are you not quarantined, Derek? Well, in Ohio, it's more like a, you know, stay at home as much as you can. We're not necessarily quarantined yet. They, he's been, the governor, DeWine's been ahead of the count pretty much the whole way through, but he hasn't been to the point where, you know, going this kind of major quarantine where everybody has to stay home or anything like that. But, you know, it's he's been, it, it's been pretty, pretty, I'd say, hammered down in our brains stay home stay home stay home but california and new york and illinois you guys are going going pretty much to the point of where like, i think you're almost there now i'm the last one in the house to be sent home my wife as we all as you know is a fellow teacher uh, my daughter has two jobs one one at the happiest place on earth which is closed now and uh, she also is an esthetician, and it involves touching skin. So they close that. They uh, these are not closed, but they are closed for uh, business. So, uh, and my youngest daughter is high school. Uh, obviously, she went home with my wife at a similar time. 
So I'm the last guy to get uh, officially, uh, well, again, not official official, but it's pretty official that I'm going to be working from home next week. So, um, And uh, on the upside, I don't have to drive past an empty uh, Angel Stadium every day and be sad because I drive past it every morning and drive past it every night and thinking about what could be going on there. And uh, so I don't have to do that anymore. Well, I'm, I got to tell you, it's serious. I mean, I think what's irritating more than anything else is all the folks who are going out just to go out. I mean, you've seen the videos of the dudes down, dudes and dudettes down in uh, Florida who are partying for, Spring break? I mean, are you seriously partying for spring break during this time? Then you're going to go home and bring whatever you got back to people in your home states. You lost your freaking minds. The guy, guy, well, if I get Corona, I get Corona. It's not about you, dude. It's about everybody else, too. Um, it is serious, man. And just now, just breaking the news, Senator Rand Paul has tested positive for coronavirus. I mean, this is hitting everybody close to home. You, one of the vice presidents, uh, staffers, just was uh, positive for coronavirus. I mean, this is getting to everybody, and you know, if these folks can get it, then you know that, you know, anybody can get it. So, hopefully, I've had to go out in the last couple of days for for groceries and so on and so forth, and and I'm hoping that I didn't get exposed to it. So we got in our county now. I'm not sure how many people have it there in Orange County. Do you know? Yeah, I'm not sure what the the I'm not sure what the total numbers are, but total numbers. It's just the it's just the it's just the difficulty that it's causing daily in our lives with trying to get groceries, trying to get you know people are hoarding stuff, and it's making it very difficult. The uh, lines in front of I, I we're supposed to separate each from from each other, but people stand in lines with hundreds of people in front of Costco's and Sam's clubs every day. Uh, I'm not sure how that works, but uh, how that makes sense. But anyways, I mean, sooner or later you, you gotta, you know, gotta kind of back off here a little bit and let this thing run its course. It should be run its course. But so, okay, well, we're here to talk baseball though. We're trying to bring joy to people's day, not sadness. So yeah, let's talk baseball. There isn't a whole lot going on with the Angels. Fortunately, I haven't heard of any Angel or Angel minor leaguer being te- uh, testing positive yet for the coronavirus. Um, State of California itself has third right now, last reported uh, officially. When the this will change later on today when the official reports come out. But one thousand four hundred seventy cases of coronavirus, which means we're pretty much all just sitting around still waiting and waiting and waiting. In lieu of that, we talked last week and we decided that, hey, we're going to look back at the World Series, Game 1 of the World Series, and also we want to look at who is the best at East Position Angels history. We did first baseman this week. Didn't get a whole lot of votes. I need to put this, make sure I get it on Facebook because we got a lot of Facebook groups up that jump on the chance to uh, vote here. And our winner, well, let's first, the nominees were, the nominees, let's name those, John. Mark Trumbo. Mark Teixeira, which caught me off guard. He played half a season for the Angels. <laughs> Not even half. I don't even think it was half. Uh, it was a couple months. <laughs> Scott Spezio, Wally Joyner, Darren Nurstad, Rock Rue, J.T. Snow, Rob Quinlan, and Albert Pujols were the, the nominees. People would nominate these folks. And our winner, Rock Rue, by one vote over Darren Nurstad, 
followed by Wally Joyner, and then Albert Pujols, which of all the numbers there, Albert Pujols numbers power numbers wise is the best by far of anybody on that list. But apparently folks saw value elsewhere. Rod Crew, do you remember old Rod? Yeah, yeah, of course I remember Rod Crew. His little crotch and his kind of swing, his, his papa, his little uh, uh, bloop single swing. Yeah, hold, no, I hold definitely on, John. remember Rod Crew. I got to clarify this. I got to clarify this. What do you mean by his little crotch? No, the way he stood, the way he stood at the plate. I mean, the guy was the guy was a professional hitter. The guy was an amazing hitter. Oh, just, so you mean guys. crouch? Crouch, yeah, crouch. Oh my gosh, John. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I said crouch. Didn't I say crouch? His crouch. Yeah. You know, you did like, now after correcting. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> Anybody, you didn't have to be an Angel fan in Southern California when Rod Crew was playing. Uh, he was a he was a class act, a real, real class act who continues to appear back at Angel Stadium on occasions. And uh, yeah, I've, if you don't have a if you don't, if you're an Angel fan, you don't have a soft spot in your in your heart, uh, or a place in your heart for Rod Crew. Then I don't know. Well, you got to think about the the basic contribution he made to the game overall, not just the Angels, because he joined the Angels late. He was 32 when he got to the Angels. Mm-hmm. He was already one of the league's best with Minnesota. We're talking about years in Minnesota. He hit 388, 359, 364, 350 on base percentage one year, 1977, a 449. This is in 1977. We're talking about a season where he walked more than struck out. He walked 69 times, only struck out 55 times. You don't find that in today's game very often. In today's game, we find people striking out, what, 100, 150. Look at Mike Trout's strikeout numbers in comparison. As great a hitter as Mike Trout is, look at how the game has changed. You can find it in Rock Crew. Rock Crew's an angel over the course of seven years, hit 314 with an on-base percentage of 393. He struck out 312 times, walked 405. His OPS was 784 total bases. OPS uh, OPS Plus was 119. In seven years with the Angels, his war was 17.4. Again, heading towards the downside of his career, the production there is different. If you want to compare him to another player age-wise, on downside career, that would be Albert Pujols with the polar opposites. Rod Crew in his career never hit more than 14 home runs in a season. He only hit more than eight home runs three times in his career as an angel, never hit more than three in a season. So he was never a power hitter, which is rare for a first baseman, but yet an on-base percentage of almost 40% in his career, that that's important, that's huge. First baseman or not, for the Angels, who's an all-star every year but his last. Even in his last, he still had non-base percentage, 371, hit 280. So, I mean... He's he's still the franchise leader on on-base percentage, correct? I believe so. I mean... Yeah, I believe Jesus, he is. Yeah. 392, sorry, 393 as a OPB. His uh, overall leadership in that... On that team, remember he made the playoffs with them twice in 79 and 82, retired before the team went back in 86. What a just wonderful personality overall. Rock Crew 
in terms of the way he played the game was special by so many standards. But here's the problem. I am 41 now, and I don't remember him playing the game, at least not like you would. So I'm not going to ask you for stats because I just gave him. But what do you remember overall? Because he also was a coach of the Angels, not just a not just a a player. Yeah, I, I know he was a tw- I know he was a twin for 12 years and long, you know, longer. But j- kind of like in similar ways to Albert, a lot of his miles, you know, his milestone, his 3,000 hit milestone occurred as an angel. Uh, so I remember him hitting. I remember him hitting hitting the milestones. I remember him being an all star, being a face of the club because of the 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 club he was. Um, you know, he was a, and you know, I, I also think too with him. We didn't have he did, he never had the the you know the drop off that Albert had, so we got him and we still because of the style of player he was too he was not a power hitting he was an average hitting he was a, like I said a, a crouch down uh, you know bloop single uh, knock one over the the infield's head and and run to first and maybe stretch it into two, um, so I just you know I when I I, I think of that time, those that angel time, uh, I just I looked at him as the face, you know. Even though we had people, I think didn't he played the same time when he played with Reggie when Reggie came over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bobby you look Gritch at Sensei Fred Lynn, yeah, um, yeah, um, Bobby Gritch. Um, so I mean, he played with a lot of very solid, successful, even board, you know, Hall, Hall of Fame players. But I just I just remember him as being such a class act um, and not controversial. I guess yeah, that's why it's hard to think of anything other than him. Hit, you know, his amazing hitting, um, and it's and and he was a, an all star for us. So he was a, he was a face of the Angels in the All Star game for many years because the Angels didn't necessarily always have uh, all stars. So. I consider him, I guess you'd say, I consider him an all-star. I remember him as that also. Well, also don't forget, Rock Crew did a six-year commitment to the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve as a combat engineer. So he played a, you know, a major role both in serving our country and as a baseball player, one that we'll remember. There's even some controversy to his career. There was a, I don't know if you remember this, the confusion or whether or not he converted to Judaism when Adam Sandler wrote that 94 song, the Hanukkah song. He said, quote, O.J. Simpson, not a Jew, but guess who is? Hall of Famer Rock Crew, he converted. And, and then a career, career later wrote Sandler and said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Explained the situation. He had not actually converted to Judaism. So... It, there's all kinds of interesting stories about Rock Crew that go outside the game that uh, I hope, I mean, I really should. We should really try and find a way to, to reach him and see maybe if he would come on the show. That would be cool. Why not? Well, sadly, and I, and I, and I don't think it's a good time, <laughs> you know, it's, it's bring a sad note to it. One of the things that I'll always think of at, with, with Rod Crew, too, as a father, a father of daughters, you can relate mm-hmm. to. His daughter passed away from um, cancer, and I'll never forget 
the image. I was in the I was reading the sports page, and there was an image of him standing outside his daughter, and his daughter was was not a small child. She was, but I don't know that she was an adult yet. I think she was an adult, uh, at least past eighteen. And his daughter was inside. They had her tented off into a plastic, and he was standing outside, and she was crying. And all you could see was her crying. And it just, you know, obviously it broke my heart, and I didn't have kids at the time. I mean, I think it broke any human's heart. But then I, you read the article, and the reason she was crying was because he was crying. She was upset because her dad was crying. And just to think, I mean, it, it breaks my heart just that and, and God bless him and God bless anybody who loses a child because I, 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 I would I pray for you, you know, because I just can't imagine it. But I can't help but think of Rod Crew without thinking of that story and how much it impacted me so many years later. So his story just kind of intertwines itself in the game of baseball and both personally, as you're mentioning, and on the field, what a great story he is, and I'm surprised no one's written a book about his life, honestly, just the different things that he saw and did in game. Would love to read it. So there you go. By the way, his number is retired by both the Angels and the Twins. His 29 was retired by the Angels in 86, the Twins in 87. He's in both clubs Hall of Fame. Panama City's National Stadium is, re- is renamed Rod Caruso a few years back. So there you go. Well, he's he's quite he's quite the uh, the story. So there mm-hmm. you go. There there is a rod. So before we move on, folks, I do want to talk with you about one one thing here. With everybody going to lockdown or close to it, many businesses are suffering. And with all that in mind, we have a lot of ad time that really hasn't been used here on the show. And so we want to offer it all for free. What that means is if you have a business that's local to the Orange County, um, the LA area that needs a little bit of support and you know they listen to our show or might listen to our show, I'd like to invite you to contact us at TalkingHalos at gmail.com and let us know that you'd like to use a little bit of ad time because your business, is if it's still going, if it's still going, could use a little bit of love. If you're a restaurant that's only doing carryout right now and you want people to know about it, there you go. If you have an online business that's getting hit hard by this because people don't know that you're still going or just overall don't know that you ship across, you know, across the country or the state or whatever. Let us know. We'll build an ad with you. We'll work with you, give you some time, hopefully build that relationship with you that you can know that we give a care here at talking halos. So email us again at talking We'll be glad to work with you. We've got to add time to spare right now. So why not use it for good in our community? So there's that. All right, so World Series Game 1. World Series Game 1, heartbreaking 4-3 loss in that game. I sat down this week, watched it, and immediately came back to me where I was, what I was doing, what what was really different about that series, what how I felt when that game was over, by the way. Because I didn't feel good, that's for sure. It was a home game. Angels lose 4-3. Uh, several interesting stories in that game. One of them, I feel, was Barry Bonds, quite frankly. And, I mean, you you tend to forget how good a player was. 
until you watch them live. And I know not, not if always, you watch that World Series. Not if you not, watch that World Series, you'll never forget what a good player what a player he was if you watch that World Series. And I actually had a recent interview on our show here with Robert Land from Houston Sports Talk when he was talking on the Astros, but he brought the fact that many Angels on 2002 series have been on roids. And I think that was him I had a conversation with. And I was like, well, who? And, and later on I clarified that the, the Mitchell Report had named some. That's what some another fan came to me and told me about it. And I hadn't really, I'd forgotten all about the Mitchell Report, not going to lie to you. It's been so long. And it was just a report. It wasn't any, any kind of case where people were tested. So I treated, I treated it with a grain of salt because I need people tested. I need actual evidence. And more importantly, it was a given that pretty much every team during that era had people on roids. So it didn't surprise me that Angel would be named on there, but I wasn't going to hammer anybody for without evidence. And the evidence even on, on Bonds is most of it's anecdotal. There's the course the cream, the, the cream that was out there talked about him using, but we don't know for sure what he was on throughout his career or that he was any different other than the fact that he was a great baseball player before his head got three times bigger. Let me just point that out. Am I wrong? Remember, I mean, you could look at pictures from him of him when he played for the Pirates, and then look at pictures of him in 2002. They're two totally different pictures. Do you remember this? Yeah, when I mean when he was on the Pirates with Bonilla, he wasn't didn't appear to be on anything. In fact, you'll hear stories right that he actually. I who did he talk to? He, I, I don't know why. I don't want to say a name and expose, but that that you know he basically said this is you know BS. Bonds made a decision. This is BS. Everybody else is doing it. I'm going to do it too. But he, he what he went to two World Series with with Bonilla. Uh, did they did they not? They went to two, correct? They, they didn't win. No, 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 no. Two, I mean, two NLCSs before two, he moved. Two on. NLCSs. Okay, but I'm saying they were a. They, I mean, he was a, he was an amazing player who would have been a Hall of Fame player. Would have been, but uh, but for that and again, probably tenfold. Why it's people reference it more with him? It's just it's just. Um, uns, what's what's the word? Uh, just awful uh, personality. His his non his standoffishness. His his arrogance. Um, that's why you know he he was he was. That's why people don't I think have uh, ma- magnified him more than other people and forgotten other people and the ability to just admit you did it just kind of like pete rose still not in the hall of fame because well he finally admitted it but he admitted it when he did a book but it's just like why don't you just come clean take the consequences and and you know to an extent like a rod or somebody like that and and it's over but he never really did um but it's a shame because it tainted what would have been and still, it was it is a good career, but um, but I don't know. You know, he's, eventually one day will he'll he'll get in the Hall of Fame. But the reason he's not there now is because of that. He would have been in the Hall of Fame, and he never taken a steroid. He was he was just a, an amazing player. He was an outstanding player, and I I have a really hard time with the holier than now folks now in the Hall of Fame who refused to vote for him because of the steroids era as if 
you're, we're suddenly forgetting that a large portion of the players at the time were on it. And we have numerous cheaters in the Hall of Fame and so on and so forth. That's the real problem I have. I, I don't really see how... I don't see how you can keep him out of the Hall of Fame when he was still better than everybody in a game where almost where so many people were cheating. It was I, I understand the argument to a large degree. I mean, there needs to be an integrity level there, but then you shouldn't have put in so many other people in the Hall of Fame. It, you, but again, I think his personality is what comes into play too, because well, it's his, somebody like yeah. me, and, and I know I know I'm immature. Call me whatever you want. I don't like Barry Bonds, and I, and I kind of like that he's not in the, in the Hall of Fame because I think he's a I I just don't I think he's a not a pleasant person, um, and uh, so and then this all goes back to you know what was what was legal at what time and what was because you go you know this goes back to what I'd mentioned when we were talking about the Astros. Gaylord Perry wrote a book about cheating. The man's in the Hall of Fame. The man cheated. Okay, he didn't take a substance, but he cheated. And there, there are players, you know, the further back where, you know, it's, it, it's a very inconsistent, uh, uh, what's a tool or evaluation tool. I agree with you, Derek. It's not fair. Is it fair that Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame? No. Um, is it, I mean, is he, you know, the, one of the greatest hitters of all time? Yes, he is. But personality goes a long way. Is that the expression, right? Personality goes a long way. Well, sure. I think it's a big part of it. Now, I think if Pete Rose had just owned up to it when he did it, instead of waiting more than a decade to own up to it, he's probably reinstated in, in, and in the Hall of Fame now. Quite frankly. When he was writing a book, when he was publishing a book, that's when he, so he not only waited long, not only waited, he lied, lied repeatedly, denied it, went on shows, lied repeatedly, and then finally writes a book to make money on it. And, and it's all surrounded, that book is, is surrounded around him saying, yes, I cheated. So it was again linked to a money. If he'd just gone on 2020 or 60 minutes and, not had a book written, I think even the 10 years, he could have just gone on there and said, you know what? But he linked it to a, to a, a book release. Um, Pete Rose is a piece of work. He's, uh, I mean, again, it's uh, hard to uh, understand. I, I did watch an interview on him on, I think that was one of those 30 for 30s. Mm-hmm. And he's an interesting human. He doesn't seem like a bad guy at all. He just seems like a guy who doesn't get it. You know, of the little social graces you need to take in life to uh, make it a lot easier on you. Well, that's the thing is, he was just, he's a bulldog, is what he is. Stubborn bulldog. That's how he played the game. He played it hard. He felt his way was the way to go. And, and he took that into how he pursued dealing with getting caught cheating. And I, I fault him for that as a, both a flaw, but on the field was an attribute, right? On the, on the field was an attribute. The guy didn't ever quit. He played 23 years, for crying out loud. Probably the greatest hitter of all time. Just pure hitter, okay? Rod Cruz pretty close, by the way, in terms he didn't play as long. Um, but, I mean, when Rod Cruz hit in 388, I mean, that tells you something. I... Would just lay it out with him. It's the same as with Barry Bonds, and, and that is their stubbornness, their 
flaws as people like you're mentioning is what hurts them. Yes, but let's let's not act like in Barry Con- Barry Bonds case half the league wasn't cheating either. And that's the problem I have with it. But anyways, going back to the baseball, if you're watching game one, A, JT Snow, home run. First inning. Sorry, sorry, sixth inning. Okay. Uh, Barry Bonds, second inning, home run. And that, by the way, was a shot. Troy Gloss, it's two home runs in that game. Mm-hmm. Off Jason Schmidt. Okay. So it was huge in terms of that first game. It was, it was a long ball game, only one scoring play without a home run. That was an Adam Kennedy single in the bottom of the six that scored Brad Fulmer. And in the end, it's a 4-3 Angels loss. Jared Washburn took the loss in that game. He pitched five and two-thirds innings, four earned runs. Brandon Donnelly, inning two-thirds. Scott Schoenweiss and Ben Weber uh, finishes it out. For the Giants in that game, J- Jason Schmidt goes five and two-thirds because nine hits, so he wasn't sharp. At the time, he was their ace. Felix Rodriguez, remember that name. Felix Rodriguez. Inning in a third, Worrell, Tim Worrell, an inning, and Rob Nenning. That's how Dusty Baker used them, that 7-8-9. There you go. Um, that's how they did it. And we'll find out later. That's also their undoing. In that game, only Troy Gloss had more than one hit for the Angels. And both home runs went two for four. See here, anything else that's significant for them? Uh, lots. Top part of that lineup really struggled. The are you talking about the, for the are Angels, you relating yeah. this to steroids or what? No, no, I've already moved on from that. Oh, we jump back into the game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was still doing your mention. Okay. Uh, for the Giants, that's the big thing. Barry Bonds there at four. He does walk once, and that game he'll walk a lot in this World Series. And JT Stone, the bottom of the line with that big home run, gave them two RBIs. Overall, 4-3. Uh, my thoughts after that game were Angels have to win game two. We're going to talk a bit ga- about game two midweek. And, man, a lie. Was that game um, a ride? Let's just say that. It was a ride. Yeah. One of the best games I've ever seen in a World Series. So, we'll talk about that. Next time out. Well, I'll tell you right now, the one thing that I do remember clearly about uh, when I think back on that World Series is Jared Washburn. And, I mean, he had a great season, but just he, what, he was 0-2, right, during this World Series. And and just, uh, yeah, just I just remember, yeah, being depressed about Jared, especially the second time, when he pitched the second time. Um, but it all worked out. All right, so there you go. Overall, that World Series, again, in my point of view, one of the best that's ever taken place. And I know, I know we're going to say, well, you're biased, you're an Angels fan, sure. But name for me how many World Series, in your view, had the drama, had the just the quality of games like this one did. Now, of course, the last game wasn't so drama, but there's a lot of drama in this series. A lot of good baseball, a lot of ugly baseball, and a lot of excitement across the board there. So I would I would say it's really going to be hard to try and find many better World Series than this one. So 
if you have some in a perfect world game six would have been game seven because that's that is game six is still just it's a rocky movie for me i mean it's just it's just amazing and uh why why i i think even when i we think of going back to our first base conversation spezio you like a speedy yeah spezio uh uh i mean uh, uh you know how long was he on the angels but i mean he'll forever be uh, a legend in my mind just for that that home run barely over the fence that really sparked game the, the, the game six rally i don't want to go there yet i don't want to much talk too much oh about i'm sorry you're right i'm sorry i apologize i I'm don't want to go the game i don't want to spoil the world series for anybody. Spoil the world series. <laughs> don't do it i'm teasing yes, all right so okay so sorry. hey but you know we're if we're going back and reliving it we want to try and kind of live in the moment when I'm trying, and and uh, I can tell you one thing about that World Series. I, I mentioned it before. I was watching that from Naples, Italy. I was going to give the middle of the night to talk about that World Series and and really find a way to go to work the next day because it was a uh, it was going through the night. I so, don't know if this is too broad of a question to go on it before we uh, I guess head out here, but. Uh, how do you think? How do you think steroids affected that game? If if they had not been in play, how do you think the you think we would it would have been this close? I don't know. I mean, it could, well, talk about how it affected the whole season across the league because there were apparently a lot. So many players were on it. That's why I don't want. I don't want to really live in that. Like you don't know who. I just who. You just what. I, I, I mean, I do not, nobody, uh, I do not like Barry Bonds in the least, but the guy, what, he ended up with a 298 career average. Let's just cut his, let's cut his home runs in half for each season. And, you know, after we, we his head grew and we decided he was taking, you know, we, we pick a time there. He's, then he's, he's still a Hall of Fame. He's, he's in the Hall of Fame right now. Um, so, I don't know that he would change. I mean, he only he didn't even win. He never even won a World Series. So I think in 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 retrospect, if he could go back and he could change it, I I do you th- I I think he would. I guess that's easy to say. Uh, it's just a shame to see if he'd never done it. What 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 could have materialized? Uh, I mean, he already has a he already has a, you know he's the all time leader in home runs. I guess so. I guess uh, uh, I don't know. I just I just think he's a shame. Uh, he's a shame or that the whole story is a shame. Well, it's a shame that he's, that he's, and, and again, I, I'm, I, I don't, I wouldn't vote for him. Uh, but then again, it's, I, is it a bigger shame that Pete Rose isn't in the hall of fame and, and he's not in there for what he did as a manager. And, and, and I don't think anybody proved that he didn't bet on anybody. I mean, he has a valid point, even though it's a breaking of the rules. It's kind of like a child. It's like, I bet on my own team. Well, if you're betting on your own team, then, you know, I, I don't know how you can really influence that. So, um, you know, I do, both of them, uh, it's a shame that they're not in the Hall of Fame. I understand why. Um, probably Barry, Barry, uh, Barry Bonds is maybe the more immature uh, reason why he's not in there? No, actually, I think I think Pete Rose at, at this point is. But anyways, if you had to pick one, Derek, before we go, if you had to pick one, 
that could go in and the other one's going to be out forever, which one would you take? In terms of? Eat Rose, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. I, and it's because Pete had so many chances, especially early on, to go back and fix what he did. That's really what anybody wanted was just own it, man. Did, was his cheating really all that big of a deal in, in the long scale of things? Um, cheating by betting on baseball? Not really. I mean, not really at all. Um, but Barry Bonds was a cheater among cheaters, if he cheated, which we believe he did. I mean, evidence shows he did. A lot of evidence in terms of, you know, like an anecdotal and... So, so to be clear, so it, to be clear, I, I did ask which one would you put in? I'd put in Barry Bonds. You would put in Barry Bonds. Okay, so even though you're you're talking about it cheating, you'd say that he uh, he of the two deserves to be in the most between him and Pete Rose. Who deserves to be in the most? Still Barry Bonds. Yeah. Okay, that's time. That's time. That's that. That was my question. Okay, I, just I mean his I his offensive clear. contributions were just more than than what Pete's words Pete's were. Yeah. All right, folks, that's that's our wrap today for us. Next week, we'll talk about next pitch, I think. Let's put second base one up. How's second base read? Yeah, second base. Okay. So, it's easy and it's right after first. <laughs> Who's on first? Okay, so <laughs> we'll get that out there. We're going to look at game two a little closely and maybe get into some more debate. If you have some comments about the Barry Bonds debate or so on and so forth, we'd love to have them. It's okay if you differ with us, folks. Everybody's views are different, and quite frankly, my views have changed over time, especially in light of recent events. So we're allowed to have different views. It's okay. You can always email us with thoughts at talkofhandles.gmail.com. Reach us on Twitter, and don't forget what we told you about the ads. Okay, I am available at DC Apollo. You can find John at Jay's Crane John. You can find talking halos at talking halos on twitter we're also on facebook as well with the talking halos group and the talking halos page so all that in mind we're out of here until midweek for game two that's when we're going to come back and talk about game two this is derek c apollo for john crane and the rest of the staff we're out of here control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.